0: 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is overtime open line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osman Auction. And now, the Canadian Brew House Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio.
1: Six thirty check. Checked by Hayskinen and Kleppbaum will take a skate back to center ice. We're halfway through overtime. Two twenty to play now. Drysdale breaks free. He's got Kleppbaum. Feeds him. Kleppbaum shoots and scores. There it is.
2: His first of the season and his first since March 25th. Oscar Klefbom, the overtime hero tonight. The only goal in the game as the Edmonton Oilers outlast the Dallas Stars 1-0. Miko Koskinen, 28 saves for his second shutout of the season. And the Oilers go to 11-11-2 on the season. Thanks for tuning in. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reid Wilkins. We are live in Studio 99 inside Rogers Place. Well, we finally got a goal. At least one that counted to end it in overtime. Rob, how did that play shape up for the Oilers? Well, the, 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 the. All right, I'm not sure if we can actually hear Rob. Keller, are we getting Rob on air? Okay, well, maybe try this one, Rob. Leon Dreisaitl able to burst uh, into one, the... Two. There one, we go. One, two, three. All right. Well,
3: it was a bad play by the, the number 16 Dickinson of the... Dallas Stars, he was the man that was on Drysidle. And he lost him. He, had, he was a step behind him. But instead of staying with him and chasing him down, he left him to the defenseman. He left it as a two on one. And then all of a sudden, the defenseman's by himself, hoping that the pass doesn't get through. And when you give Leon Drysidle that much time and space, he's going to get the pass across. And, and credit Oscar Clefbaum jumping up in the play. There wasn't a lot of space there. There wasn't a lot of room. And it's not a one-timing side. So with puck has to come all the way across his body. He hit short side. So it, Dreisaitl made the play. He realized he had the step, took it to the net. And one of the few teams, probably the only team we've seen this year, that's gone two defensemen against McDavid and Dreisaitl. Uh they, the defenseman part worked. It was the fact they had the wrong forward out there that caused the, the problem. But uh, it was a good rebound for that line after having the goal disallowed
2: just earlier. Clefbaum tonight plays 28 and a half minutes, gets six shots on goal, and uh, he gets the overtime winner tonight. Yeah, just past a minute into overtime, McDavid breaks in. Gavin Bayrou, they're able to sweep it off the goal line, incredibly close uh, on, on that last little frame. I thought it was all the way over the line. Obviously, they ruled. I know John Shannon, who's at the rink tonight from Sportsnet, uh, simply said, video review, confirmed the referee's call on the ice that the puck, never completely crossed the Dallas goal line. That was incredibly close. I mean, again, I thought it was in. Watching it, they're going to zoom in and look at it as closely as they can in the in the situation room and they waved it off Well, I
3: I think it was as close as it could possibly be I think if the referee had counted goal on the ice, I think it would have counted as a goal The fact that the the referee is pretty emphatic saying no goal. They take that into consideration So I don't know if the evidence or the, the video replay was strong enough uh, to overturn it because it, it was so close. It was so close. Fortunately, the, the Oilers got the, the break. The 2-1 and one a little bit later and got the win. I think it would be a much bigger deal had they not got the second point. Uh, as Leon Draisaitl said downstairs after the game, you know what, you just move on from
2: it and go out and play your game. And he did. Oilers win it one nothing in overtime. Big story for the Oilers continues to be the goaltending of Miko Koskinen. His save percentage for the season is now up to nine sixteen. He's appeared in ten games, started nine. He has two shutouts to improve to six two and one on the season. And, and look, quite frankly, doesn't even look like the same player from yeah. his first two or three appearances in the preseason. Held his ground tonight. Buzzer beater chance by Ben with a second left in the third period. He turned that away and keeps making the saves when they need them. Well, what a difference
3: uh, you know one save makes in a hockey game. You know the Oilers feel pretty good about themselves. They played a good game. The defensive effort they needed. They had the, the work ethic that, that that Hitch likes. You know moves up in the lineup. Klefbom gets his his first goal of the season, and everyone's feeling good about themselves. But it was all on the back of one save. Koskinen has to face down, you know, Jamie Benn, who is one of the elite players in the National Hockey League, a former scoring champion in the National Hockey League, with two seconds to go in the game. I mean, he had, it was almost like everyone else stopped to watch the two of them go ahead. And had Benn actually move the puck, he had Tyler Sagan wide open one-timer, open net, that would have been the end of the game. But Koskinen makes a save, and what you want, and I was going to say what you want out of a backup goaltender, but I don't know if that's the case anymore. What you want out of your goaltender is a guy that gives you a fighting chance every time he takes a net. And he has done that in every single start he's had this year. He's given the others a chance to win. And that's why I would assume that they're going to run with him for a little bit
2: right now, and he'll probably play again Thursday night. L.A. Kings coming to town on Thursday. Koskinen, 28 saves. Kodobin 30 saves, I mean, very well... T- I mean, I'm sitting there in the third period thinking one of these goaltenders won't get a win. It is yeah. it is calm tonight because both did well. I mean, sure, you can look at some of the highlights and say a bounce here, a bounce there. Definitely, I'm sure, a couple of shooters on each team saying, I, I didn't quite put that puck where I wanted, but both goalies were incredible.
3: Yeah, it was it was the effort that the Dallas Stars wanted. They, they needed a big effort out of their goaltender because they were missing their starter in Bishop. They were missing three of their... Four or five defensemen, including their best defenseman, an all-world guy in Klingberg. So they had a bunch of guys in there. I, I think they had three defensemen play who have played a combined 14 games, something like that, on the season. And, and they played well. And they gave themselves a chance, and they got a point out of it. So that was, again, a huge point for the Dallas Stars. But the Oilers cost them. They Oilers needed this win. They did. They couldn't lose on home ice to a team as badly beat up as the Dallas Stars. And at times when there were mistakes, and there are always going to be mistakes in a hockey game, when they made the big mistake today, Koskinen was there to to salvage it. And that's the one thing that we've seen, the difference between the goaltenders this year. Talbot hasn't let a lot of goals in this year that he should have had. But he hasn't made the big save that that the Oilers have needed. Koskinen has. Koskinen hasn't let any bad goals in, and he's made some saves that have saved their, the Oilers at certain times and made saves that probably could have gone in, and I think that's the difference between the two goalies right now.
2: So one nothing, the Oilers beat Dallas in overtime. Jesse Puliyarvi gets on the second line tonight along with Nugent Hopkins and Kajula. Puliyarvi plays fourteen thirty-three this evening, one shot on goal. What did you see from him, Rob?
3: Well, there was improvement. Uh, he was a little more confident carrying the puck. Um, there's things that he needs to improve on. There's three or four times where he had the puck in the offensive zone, carried it into an area, and then was pushed off the puck, and, and that was the end of the play. I think that Hitch would like to see the place last longer, uh, the battle level a little bit harder, not not as easy to take the puck away from him, but there was back pressure from him. Uh, you didn't see the, the turnovers in the, in the neutral zone. You didn't see the turnovers at his own blue line. Uh, I believe he'll get another shot at that at playing on that line on Thursday against L.A. The Oilers desperately need someone on that second line to step up. They got r playing. He, he creates.
2: Someone's got to be able to finish for him. Well, and, and I think that continues to be a discussion point for the Oilers because they, they, they controlled the first period by quite a wide margin except for one good shift from Dallas. I thought a little more of an even game in, in the second third periods, but chances were there for the Oilers. And again, the Brodziak, Cassie, and Lucic line, keeping pucks, p- pucks alive, dumping it into corners, but it's just like they, they can't quite get that clean shot or a really good look at the net. Well, the one thing they're not going to get
3: is the wide-open opportunity because they don't have uh, the playmaker on that line. They have three guys that are going to outwork you, out-hit you, out-hustle you, and then just drive to the net. Now, eventually, they're going to get an ugly goal because they create so much havoc in the offensive zone, but they're not going to get the two-on-one, well, they had actually a two-on-one the other day, and Brodziak missed the open net, but they're not going to get a lot of those opportunities. But what Hitch loves about that is the the momentum continues for the Oilers when they're on the line. They, when the Dallas, for example, the Dallas Stars tonight, as soon as the Brodziak line leaves, they're already backpedaling because the next line's coming in an offensive situation. So that line has been very good. Um, The one thing I was, every time I see Lucic take, uh, you know, it's usually a slap shot from far out, but today was a wrist shot, how strong he is. He took a wrist shot from about three, four feet inside the blue line that just about beat the goalie from that far out and actually turned into a scoring chance for Cassian. right afterwards. They just got to keep shooting. Uh, They are physically intimidating. There's two or three times tonight that the play actually continued in the offensive zone simply because the Dallas star wouldn't be the first guy into the corner they were that they had a chance to get the puck but they knew that they were going to get hammered by either Cassian or Lucic, and they slowed down, allowing the other to get the puck first. So that line's been very good. The first line has been very good. Chase Song could have had two or three goals early. It's the, the second and the 4th They've got to find a way to put the puck in the net as well.
2: Oscar Kleffbaum, the only goal of the game set up by Leon Dreisaitl in overtime. Oilers beat the Stars 1-0. You'll have post-game reaction from both dressing rooms. We want to hear from you if you're on hold. We'll get to calls right away. 780-496-05
4: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. 063,
2: you can text 63630. Oilers Hockey, presented by Osmond Auction. You're listening to Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line.
0: Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osmond Auction. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line
1: on Oilers Radio. Six dirty chair. Eugene Hopkins ahead to pull. yarvey Had it roll off a stick. Club back the other way by Lindell. Five seconds to go. Radulov heading for the net. Looking for the wraparound. Centers Ben Shoots. Save. Koskinen rebound at the horn. Tyler Sagan can't bank it in.
2: No doubt about it. That's the save of the game for Jiffy Lube, keeping you moving to and from the game. JiffyLubeservice.ca. Miko Koskinen stop- stopping Jamie Benn right at the end of regulation time. It goes to overtime. Oscar Clefbaum gets the winner 1 0 Edmonton over Dallas. Here's Clefbaum for GCL Diesel. Genuine diesel parts at great prices. GCLDiesel.com your first
5: of the year yeah it's uh, it's been a long wait Uh, a lot of shots on that but it was a good timing to get the first one tonight Um, just a tight game overall I don't remember it was 0-0 last time I played so it was uh, like you said it was very nice to get the first one tonight and it was perfect timing did you think Connor's goal was in? I don't know it's it's tough to say it looked very very close to me but it, it's really good of us just to get back regroup and and keep going and get the real goal uh, i mean it's really good for the confidence to play a tight game and go in we, we know we have one of the best players in the league three on three to be out there and, and i'm very fortunate to be out there with them and it worked out tonight so when got,
6: leon's got the puck you're just going right for the net you
7: got the defense and figured leon's got it and you're
5: getting the puck oh yeah i know i know he's one of the best players in the league to find those soft passes i've seen him Make those passes to Connor uh, a number of times, so I just try to be there for him, and I'm always going to find my find my tape. So it's it was uh, like I said, it was very nice to get the first one tonight.
4: Do you feel like your team in these tight games, and you've played a few of them lately? You're getting more comfortable in these you know one goal zero goal games, and learning to play these is is important.
5: Yeah. For sure, especially when we we have that confidence going into the overtime. We know we have almost a mental advantage going into three on three, uh, and obviously Miko played a hell of a game tonight. Dallas is not an easy easy team to play against, and it's very nice to get two points tonight.
2: All right, that is Oscar Klefbaum. Gets his first goal of the season. It's a big one. The only one tonight. Oilers over the Stars. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, live in Studio 99. A text coming in from Trent to six thirty six thirty. 30 He says, Oilers were dominant first eight minutes of the game after that kind of a defensive battle. Loved seeing the aggressive pinching D tonight with good forward support. Overall, good game by the Oilers. Pooley Yarvey looked to have emotion in his game and was supporting the puck all over the ice. You can text six thirty six thirty. You can also call... We have Chris from Phoenix on the line. Chris, nice to hear from you.
6: Hey, man. Great, uh, great boys. I'm not comparing this season to our hundredth season, but that season I believe we had uh, two very important pieces to our Oiler puzzle. Uh, one was Kim Talbot, and one uh, the other one was obviously David. And with either one of those guys that was a lineup, we had a tough time winning back then. And I can't, uh, I can't believe him to see this uh, because uh, I'm gladly eating crow right now. I did not like that in time. time. Um, and he is he is proving everybody wrong. Right now. Probably the better uh, moves that she really really in his 10 Pendergast. Uh, right now, Koskinen, Koskinen is, is probably saving Shirelli's job at the present moment. So without Koskinen right now, we'd be we'd be at the bottom of the league right now. Um, Thanks,
2: Chris. Yeah, well, Koskinen's been outstanding, and, and I mean, look, no, it was. I guess I shouldn't say nobody saw it coming, but it was hard to imagine in the preseason that he'd be playing this well. I mentioned he gets to six, two, and one. He's appeared in nine games, uh, ten games, sorry, but he started nine. And he has shutouts in two of his nine starts. So that's a, that's a pretty good percentage. I, I still think as you move along, you're, you're going to need Talbot to jump in there and, and win games and play well and maybe even carry the load at some point later on in the season. Still a lot of hockey left. And, and look, I didn't think Talbot had a bad game against Los Angeles. The Oilers gave up more odd-man chances in that game than they did tonight. But I think for now, Koskinen, he's got to be back in on Thursday coming off a shutout.
3: Well, I would think that... You know, Hitch would treat his goaltenders just like he would any other position on his ice. Whoever's playing well gets to play, and Koskinen has been outstanding. And these points are at a premium right now. The others are still on the outside looking in when it comes to a playoff spot. Now, I know there's a ton of games left, but you cannot afford to fall behind too many teams. Tonight, all the teams seem to be winning. Vegas is playing better hockey. Now Dallas, even though they lost, picked up a point and that would be in a wild card race as well. Calgary's playing well. San Jose's playing well. They got another point tonight. So you need your points and to do that you got to put the best lineup you can possibly put out there. And right now Koskinen gives you your best chance. Talbot eventually will get the crease again and will have his opportunity and when he gets it he's going to have to run with it as well. But I think, and that's just me personally, I think you go with Koskinen until he shows he can't or until eventually you have the back-to-back games, and that's when Tablet will get a chance again.
2: Koskinen, 28 saves tonight for the shutout. Edmonton over Dallas, one nothing in overtime. First home game for Ken Hitchcock as head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. His post-game remarks for GCL Diesel, genuine diesel parts at great prices, gcldiesel.com.
4: Ken, uh, two of the last three games have been 0-0 pretty late. This one all the way through. Is uh, this the new Hitchcock hockey in Edmonton? We're going to see more of this.
8: I don't think so. I think, uh, you know, the one thing I, I've i coached most of my life in the West, the one thing I've learned coaching in the West is that you've got to get points when you're tired. And you can't, the one thing we, we knew, we knew when we didn't get the lead in the first period, we were going to be in a little bit of trouble because our energy was lacking, uh, at times, and we, we had to still get points, and so we, we ground it down. I, I, I just think you gotta, you got to get points in the West when you're 80%, and that means you got to grind, and that's what we did tonight.
7: So what were you thinking when Jamie Benn had the puck on his stick with three seconds left and Sagan was over on the one side? What were you thinking?
8: I've seen this movie before, and it doesn't end well. It ended well for... Me and Dallas at times, but it usually it was, it didn't look like it was going to end well. And it was, that was tough because we had had four really good shifts leading up to that. And then, you know, three good players made a hell of a play. And, uh, you know, that's, that's why you got a good goalie. And he, he made, Costi made a, made a great save and took us to overtime. I mean, I, top players stepped up as the game went on, their top players stepped up, and so did ours.
4: Um, I was just looking at the score sheet and Lucic has just under 12 minutes it, but it feels surprising, like it, it almost felt like he had more, is that maybe a sign of the way they're playing they seem to be making an impact out there And
8: Yeah, I, I told that line, until we get other people up and running offensively they, we have to use them as a the third line Ryan. and so that's what they are, they're basically a third line and you know, if they're even or better every game we're going to win games and so when you're playing 12 minutes, I think one of the reasons his minutes were down a little bit from what he was before is he never really got on the power play. I think, you know, in normal situations, we'd like him to play 14 to 15 minutes, but a lot of that that gets made up on power play time. And the power plays, uh, you know, we were able to, because there was timeouts or there was whatever, there were stoppages, we were able to keep that one group out there pretty long. Ken, you've been with the team for a week now. You've seen Mikko Koskinen play in three games. What can you say about the comfortability factor that he sets in place for the rest of the squad? Well, I think the goaltending is our strength, both guys. I think that's the strength of the team. I mean, we obviously have a couple of world-class players, but to me, the goaltending is the strength of the team. You know, if, if, if one guy's going and the other guy... All right, that's Oilers head coach
2: Ken Hitchcock. Some comments after the one nothing overtime win against the Dallas Stars, obviously praising uh, the goaltending overall, and specifically Miko Koskinen this evening. Other scores as we look at the Advantage Trailer Rentals scoreboard, daily, weekly, monthly, and rent-to-own options. Head to com. 1-1 Kings and Canucks late in the third. How about the Buffalo Sabres? Ten wins in a row. Overtime tonight. 3-2 over the Sharks. Jeff Skinner got the winner. He has 19 on the season. He's going to get a brand new
3: big, big contract at the end of the season. I think they're already talking. He's been a, That was a wonderful acquisition by the Buffalo Sabres.
2: Senators beat the Flyers 4-3. Hurricanes knock off the Canadiens 2-1. The Ducks dump the Lightning 3-1. Predators lose at home to the Avalanche 3-2. Arizona wins 4-3 at Minnesota. Penguins win 4-3 at Winnipeg. The Golden Knights ring up the Blackhawks 8-3. Golden Knights starting to look a little better lately, and they're going to be here on Saturday.
3: Yeah, they're playing much better, and they're scoring goals. And one of the big things, they got Schmidt back on defense after missing the first 20 games of the season. He is their best defenseman Possibly at times their best player. He's in the lineup now, and they're a better hockey
2: club because of it. All right, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Gary standing by. Hi, Gary. Go ahead. Hey, Reed Rob. Good evening, gentlemen. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate it. Um,
7: yeah, I don't know I, that that overtime goal by McDavid. Uh, the puck just slid with it. If you saw the replay on Sportsnet, uh, and I think most fans agree with me. And I don't know what the ref behind why he waved it off, but to me. For the overhead view, I don't know what they were looking at in Toronto, but that puck went over the, over the goal line, but thank God we didn't get a chance, second chance and go, scored the uh, overtime goal. But anyways, that's, it would have been tragic if they would have scored and uh, they just allowed that goal, but it was clearly over the net, over the line. Based on what I saw, but anyways, going forward, um, Kofkinen, man, <laughs> 2.5 million dollars. Uh, you know, at first when we signed this goal, I didn't know. Most of us didn't know nothing about this goaltender, and uh, and during during the um, preseason, he didn't play very well. It looks like this guy, it just. Um, well, he's won games for us, two shutouts, and uh, you ride, ride the goaltender the hardest, and hopefully Talbot can get back to his game. Also, uh, no, there's no goalie controversy here, so constant. you continue riding him until, uh, until uh, you can get um, Talbot back in. So, so moving forward, we've got uh, L.A. coming up Thursday. Uh, this is a game we should win. We've got to win. Uh, the game we lost in L.A., hopefully uh, the boys will come out and play again and uh, go we'll go forward then.
2: All right, thanks, Garrett. We appreciate it. We're going to call a quick time out here for the 10:30 news. You're going to hear from Miko Koskinen as we move along. You'll also hear from Jim Montgomery, the head coach of the Dallas Stars. One nothing Edmonton in overtime against Dallas. Klefbomb, the OT hero. Canadian Brewhouse overtime open line. Oilers Hockey presented by Osman Auction.
0: Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osman Auction. This is the Canadian Brew House overtime open line on Oilers Radio. All right, thanks for tuning in tonight. Edmonton Oilers 1,
2: Dallas Stars nothing in overtime. Leon Dreisaitl setting up Oscar Kleffbaum at 2.42 of the extra session for the only goal of the game. Edmonton 11-11-2 on the season, 5-2 and two in games decided in overtime. 2-1-1 one, and one under Ken Hitchcock. Three of the four games coached by Hitch have gone to overtime. Text to 630-630. Hey, Rob, do you think Hitchcock's coaching style and or defensive tactics had anything to do with the tight game tonight?
3: Yes, I think this is what you're going to see most of the year. I think he preaches sound defensive hockey. He allows you to do what you want when you have the puck, but when you don't, you have to be in his position. I and mean, he, it'll be low scoring games unless I mean the others had opportunities to put the puck in the net but there's not gonna be cheating where guys are gonna cheat to hope to get a scoring chance and maybe give up a chance against and try to trade trade chances with teams his teams don't normally trade chances his teams shut you down and hope for their break this was to me a typical uh, Ken Hitchcock game and what we've seen three overtime games in four of that he's coached and the fourth game was a really a one-goal game with minutes left in the game two empty net goals uh, the Oilers will win a lot of low-scoring games this year. And if you look at what their lineup is, they're, they're not going to win the high-scoring games because they only get one line that scores. So Hitch has got them playing strong defensive hockey. If they limit the chances, they've got the best player in the league and a guy that's probably going to win the scoring title for the third straight year. So they've got an advantage over most teams. And I think what he said about the third line tonight, he, he doesn't care if they score. If they end up the night even or better... Then they've done their job, and I think that's what he's hoping for. And a good power play, a good power play will go a long way for Ken Hitchcock's team.
2: All right, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We will welcome our buddy Tony back to overtime open line. Tony, what's going on? Not much. You guys doing great?
5: Uh good game by the Oilers. Um, I wasn't expecting it to be that low scoring. Um, it kind of got me on the edge of my seat, especially at the very end there when it was like what two point two seconds left and they had it close.
1: Um, I have a question
2: about the new head coach and I love the fact that we hired him. I'm sorry, McLean, like you were good. I have nothing but respect for the guy. Nothing but respect.
1: Um, do we
2: expect more of these kind of games when it comes down the road? Because I don't know if my heart can take every shot. I'm I'm basically out on this edge of my saying, oh my God, is that gonna go in And how would you get Talbot Um, confidence back because I can tell it's gone down since this whole thing. How would you bring it back?
3: Well, the only way for Cam Talbot to get his confidence back if he plays in hockey games where he he stands on his head and wins a game. I mean, a goal scorer only gets his confidence back when he scores goals. A a fighter only gets his confidence back when he wins a fight. And a goaltender gains confidence when he makes a big save and has a win at the end of the night. So he's going to have to eventually play. And when he plays, he needs to have a good night.
2: That's where he'll find his confidence. Uh, yeah, and I mean, Tony, I know you were you were sweating tonight, but these games are better than the 4-1 losses and <laughs> the 6-3 losses to Vegas where it, where it spun out of control for the Oilers. They, they, they played really well out of the gate tonight. Some chances traded in the second period. There weren't a lot of shots in the third. The shots in the third period were 7-3 in favor of Dallas, Rob. It actually took the Oilers over half a period to get a shot, and that was that bad angle one by, by Cassian that I don't think Godobin picked up till the last minute because it might have glanced off one of his own guys on, on the way in, and he was kind of able to, to, to block it away. So I think in the third period, the, the teams maybe reined it in a, a little bit after trading some chances in the second.
3: Well, I, I think in the third period, both teams wanted to get into overtime. One of the reasons that Dallas does is they wanted a point on the road with a, a depleted lineup. One of the reasons the Oilers wanted to get to overtime is they're very good at it. They would have a huge advantage, and we saw they got the second point. So as much as Dallas is probably disappointed that they lost the game, I think they also realize they came into Edmonton with a depleted lineup and got a point out of it on the road. So I think the third period was more of a chess match that they would, if either team had a glorious scoring chance, they would go for it, but neither team was going to take any chances and and give up an opportunity going the other way.
2: Dallas now 12, 10, and 3 on the season. Their head coach is Jim Montgomery. His remarks for BDO First Call Debt Solutions, Bankruptcies and Consumer Proposals, License Insolvency Trustees.
4: Thought on that effort, a pretty good defensive effort against a team that has some pretty high
1: scoring power. Yeah, I, I thought I thought it was a really good defensive checking game by both teams, and I thought both teams showed uh, a lot of creativity in the offensive zone. Both goalies had to be good at times, and um, you know, in the end, they made one more play than we did. When you see games like Boston and Colorado and tonight with 50 plus minutes of no score, what does that say about your team's effort? Well, it shows that we're dedicated, to playing on the right side of the puck, and that we're we're getting back. And made. they had a couple of pull ups where uh, I, I think we've improved from uh, the Colorado game when McKinnon pulled up, and we're really good in those areas. So we're improving. You know, right now, I just wish you could have got that extra point. What Was your just the thought process and
2: over time when you go with the two defensemen to start? Just as you're, just what were you looking forward with that?
1: Well, Essa and Miro have done a great job against Dreisaitl and McDavid all night, and uh, we know. You know, (laughs) Miro's one of the few players that can skate with McDavid possibly in this league. So we wanted to play 2D and uh, get the advantage with two forwards on the next shift with uh, something with Miro and Essa, Did they learn a lot from the, McKin- they had the McKinnon incident, the other player game where he got by him? Do you think they learned quite a bit going into tonight from that? Well, I think our team learned quite a bit, right, is that we can't give up puck, uh, pucks to them with speed through the middle. So we did a better job on our rush defense so that our defensemen wouldn't have McDavid going on full speed with from the blue line to the top of the circles like it happened mm-hmm. last game.
2: So that's Jim Montgomery, coach of the Dallas Stars, responsible for our adjustment of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor, visit albertachiro.com. Someone finally did it, Rob. You touched on it earlier, but they put out two defensemen on the first shift of overtime. Now Dallas doesn't have the last change, but I guess Montgomery made an educated guess yeah. <laughs> that McDavid and Dreisaitl would be out there together.
3: Well, I, I think they had to. I think teams should do that against McDavid and, and Dreisaitl. There's no forward in the National Hockey League that can s- skate with Connor McDavid. He just can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was funny. I watched about four or five times today where the Dallas Stars tried shadowing him, and they tried picking him up in the defensive end, and they were with him till center, and then all of a sudden, they were 5, 10, 15 feet behind him. You can't. So play two defensemen. that You play regularly in the five-on-five, two defensemen against him. On uh, that one, it, the defenseman had his job. He had Connor McDavid. It was the one-four they had out there. I think the inexperience of him being out there, he let Leon Dreisaitl go. Instead of back-pressuring him, he let him go and turned it into a two-on-one, and you just can't. You cannot let Leon Dreisaitl have time and space on a two-on-one. He's as good a passer in the National Hockey League. So I think Dallas played it right, but there was a mistake by a forward on the ice that eventually gave Edmonton the extra
2: point. One, nothing. The Oilers win it. Whenever they score five or more in a game, which they actually haven't done in the last three games total, They've got one, two, and one, though so they get the win tonight. Whenever they get five or more in a game, we turn on the Japanese Village goal light on the Oilers page on 630ched.com. Then you can print up a coupon for a free appetizer. Japanese Village, three locations in Edmonton, downtown, south side, and north side. Hey, we're looking for someone to finish the play, 780 496 0063. But first, let's head back down to the Oilers dressing room. Tonight's winning goaltender with the shutout. Here's Miko Koskinen. Yeah, I saw that the, the
9: players can end up there but also saw that there might be an option for a one t for a was it second there and then but he decided to shoot it and kind of fell the hit somewhere somewhere here I, I just tried to squeeze it, squeeze it in there I'm lucky to say that I have it.
4: Pico, what, are you, what are you noticing in front of you in the way your team is playing? there have been a number of low scoring games and not giving up a whole lot in front of you. What are you seeing?
9: Yeah, the guys are guys are playing great in front of me. It's, it makes my job so much easier when the, everyone is like uh same page
5: and
9: you now we just have to Keep doing that every day and get better and better, and sure that the offensive offensive will come there soon too.
4: You've been getting more ice time, more starts. How is that helping you, and, and how much more comfortable are you feeling every day?
9: Uh, of course it helps when you get like few starts in a row. It makes everything like a little bit more easier. You you start playing in your instincts and stuff like that. So, but you know it doesn't matter. You have to be ready for everything. Whenever the coach said uh, it's your turn, you have to be ready.
2: All right, that's Miko Koskinen good again tonight. Gets the win, shuts out the Dallas Stars. Oilers 1-0 in overtime. They're now 11-11-2 on the season. All right, we got Dwayne standing by for finish the play. If he gets this right, he goes into the grand prize draw for a one-hour rental at Fast Track Indoor Karting. Safe adrenaline-pumping fun, Edmonton.com. Let's see what Kellen has cooked up here
1: here off the draw. Foxa won another one. The pass thrown across turned over here. Spooner left side. Rashad made rebound blasted wide by Broadziak.
2: All right, one of the chances there for a new Oilers sixth game tonight. Ryan Spooner, Dwayne. What team drafted Ryan Spooner? Was it the Florida Panthers or the Boston Bruins? Boston. Absolutely, buddy. Hang on the line. Kellen will get your information spooner Bob mentioned this the other day Rob amazing stat his his fifth coach since late last February because he got uh He's a coach he's From a Boston coach to the killer. Rangers. Rangers change coaches in the summer. Comes to the Oilers just before McClellan gets replaced by Ken Hitchcock. All right, Oilers win it 1-0 in overtime. You can get us at 780-496-0063. We'll call a quick timeout. We're live in Studio 99. Oilers hockey presented by Osmond Auction. You're listening to Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line.
0: Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Oscar This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio, 6.30 chair.
2: In overtime, Oscar Kleffbaum, Edmonton beats Dallas 1-zip. Miko Koskinen gets the shutout. Our face-off trivia question, Rob, was a good one. Jim Montgomery is the coach of the Dallas Stars, one of three players to have his number retired by the University of Maine. Who were the other two? Paul Correa. Is one of them? I wouldn't know the other one. Jane knew that it was Scott Pellerin. Oh. How about that? You could have given me his initials. I wouldn't have guessed that. (laughs) Well, you wouldn't have guessed Scott Parker, would you?
3: I I might have played with Scott Parker, but I wouldn't have guessed him to get his number retired, no. So
2: Jane's Jane's name goes into the grand prize draw for a $1,000 prepaid Visa gift card from Alpine Credits. Homeowners get approved. Visit alpinecredits.com. CA. All right. Dwayne texting 63630. He says, Hey Rob, I'm wondering what you think Hitch will do with the bottom pairing. He subbed out Gravel and Weidman tonight. Put in Garrison and Benning. I didn't think Gravel deserved to come out, looked solid against LA. That's a text from Dwayne.
3: Yeah, I I, I agree with that. I thought Gravel played very well. I thought Weidman struggled. Obviously, he got beat on the the one goal uh, where he got turned inside out. Um... It, it's tough to really pull anyone out of this lineup tonight. You know, it's uh, a one nothing victory. If you're looking at the back end, they did their job. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think that Gravel deserves. I thought Benning played better tonight. And then again, Garrison was fine too. So I, it's competition right now. And right now the Oilers are, are, are fairly healthy. So there are some guys that are going to be healthy scratches. They're probably deserving to be in the lineup. So Hitch has got options. I think now you start looking at lineups that you're playing against and seeing how you want to match up against them. Do you want a bigger guy? Do you want a faster guy? Do you need a guy to play in your power play?
2: What are you looking for? So I think that's what Hitch is going to do. Toby Reader's injured. He's missed six games now. Probably going to be out at least a couple more weeks. I think they miss his speed. I know he hadn't nope. scored, but w- when he and Drysdale and Chason were aligned, they, they were they were playing pretty well. Andre Sekera skated today. He said he's probably still another couple weeks away from getting more involved in practices, and then you got to go from there. And he said, hey, if they want to send me to Bakersfield for a couple games to, for conditioning, he's, he's open to that. I mean, I would think we'd probably more realistic after Christmas for, for Sekera coming back. Now, the thing is, you talk about guys coming back from injuries. The problem is in the NHL, while you're waiting to do that, other guys usually yes. get banged up or have to miss some time.
3: Well, yeah, and that's why you never want to project a lineup a week, a two weeks, or three, four weeks from now, because in the meantime, so many things could happen. Uh, if Sekera gets back too close to what he's capable of doing, he's going to make the Oilers a better team. Even if he, even if he doesn't become a top four pairing defense, what if he's in the third pairing because he's not right where he was before he was injured, that makes you a pretty strong team if you've got Sekre in your, your bottom pairing uh, you just hope that he's able to get up to speed and I, I do like the fact that going down to the minors, we saw when he first came back from his last injury, he struggled mightily, so go down to the minors play a weekend there where they play three games in five nights or something along that line gain some confidence, gain some game um endurance so that when you come up you're not all of a sudden going against a nathan mckinnon coming at you 100 miles an hour or something like that you want to be able to feel comfortable when you get back into your first game but having said that we're still quite a ways away from yeah. that happening.
2: yeah you, you, you might have him in the second half of the season yes. and, and hopefully he, he's able to play well both teams 0 for 2 on the power play tonight obviously the Oilers' penalty killing you know has been bottom five or six in the league most of the season, they were uh, 26th coming into tonight's game. I thought, I thought they did a pretty good job uh, killing off tonight, uh, and I thought. Power play-wise, Oilers' first power play opportunity, probably some better looks than the second one.
3: Yeah, I think the Oilers looked better on the specialty teams. Uh, Hitch is aggressive everywhere. He's aggressive on the forecheck, he's aggressive defensively, and he's certainly aggressive in the, the penalty killing and everywhere on the ice. Uh, we, we've seen them down below the goal line, pressuring the guy with the puck, at the blue line, not giving them easy access uh, to, into the offensive zone. And if there's a bobble, quickly get on that guy with the puck. So Uh, the the penalty killing I think will become a better unit under Ken Hitchcock and it's going to become a difference maker where the power play, to me every time they're on the power play, especially the first unit you feel they're they're just, it's so close, they have a good opportunity to score, when the puck's in McDavid's hands you feel, okay he's going to find the right guy it's if that guy can bury it, they had a couple really, really good looks fortunately tonight the power play goal that eluded them didn't cost them a game because there's a couple chances where they score a goal. The game is over the way Dallas was playing, but uh, credit the Dallas Stars. The Dallas Stars came in and played a very good game with the lineup they had.
2: The one game that was still in progress now over in overtime. Dustin Brown. Hot streak for him. Had a hat trick against the Oilers. Scores the overtime winner tonight as the Kings beat the Canucks 2-1 in overtime. So the Oilers uh, get the overtime win over Dallas and uh, I, know, I know whenever I say this, Rob, you say, well, it's pretty early, but you, know, you don't, you don't want to fall too far behind. Oilers are three points out of a playoff spot that goes for both the second wild card, currently held by Dallas, and for third in the division, currently held by Vegas.
3: Well, I, to me, I don't look at playoff spots. I look at the Oilers having to continue to put together good streaks, uh, you know, where they're getting... Uh, points in seven of ten, or something along the, the lines of that. Uh, the teams around them are going to continue to win. They, uh, Vegas has gotten better. Uh, the Calgary Flames, the San Jose Sharks uh, are playing very, very well. I mean, the, the LA Kings. Now, I, I think the LA Kings are a long shot from where they are situated, but they, they're they're playing better hockey as well. Vegas, I think I saw Vegas has won five of their last six. We see them on the weekend. The one thing, I, I, and we're going to talk more of about it on Thursday when. LA comes to town is the drop off of Jeff Carter in LA like he was not noticeable the other night he's having an off season tonight again it was the Kopitar line that is now producing they scored both goals again Uh, I'm not sure LA might eventually get to the point where they try to shed contracts because they got a lot of big contracts for a lot of guys who are vastly underperforming and I don't know if they're able to even move those because some of them are long term but the LA Kings are a team that's uh, is going to fall on hard times very quickly because there's are s- so much money tied up into so many players who are on the Back end of their careers.
2: Oilers beat Dallas one nothing in overtime. Goal by Oscar Kleffbaum. One more trip to the Stars dressing room for BDO. First call debt solutions, bankruptcies and consumer proposals. License insolvency trustees. Here's defenseman Roman Polak.
10: Oh, I think I think we did a pretty good job for 60 minutes. You know, I think we play uh, good defensive hockey and we uh, we created a lot of chances to from the good defense. You know, to uh, to generate offense. You know, and I think especially forwards they did a good job on McDavid. You know. They, Try to cutting his speed, you know, and, you know, surfing up a little bit, so he's not as fast, you know, coming on the full speed at us, so I think they did a great job, and obviously, you know, Dobie, Dobie was great again tonight for us.
8: Do you enjoy this role? I mean, you seem to be leading a lot of this good defensive play. seems like they have a lot of faith in you.
10: No, that's you know that's what I usually do. I you know, just play defense. You know, I make sure the other guys playing offense smarter than me. I'm just focused on my job, and my job is just to play good defensively, yeah, and that's what I'm trying to do here.
5: Does, a, does game like tonight kind of put more pressure on the defense? You know, one mistake might, might kind
10: of cost the game. Yeah, but it's, you know, I think it's more fun, you know. For me, you know, it's just, you know, you, you, you get it to challenge, you know. It's that, that, a very important game. You know, I like those games, you know. It's like a playoff game, basically, you know. So every, every little thing matters, you know, and I think we did a pretty good job.
4: Just thought on tomorrow, trying to kind of keep this thing going, keep playing well defensively going
10: into Calgary tomorrow. Yeah, sure, you know, that's going to be focused for tomorrow. We're going to play as a five main unit out there and battle, you know. It's going to be, you know, we didn't have a much success on the back-to-backs lately, you know, and especially this season. So uh, I think we're going to do our best tomorrow and just, you know, put it in behind and, you know, I'll take all the good at it from tonight and focus on tomorrow.
2: Scott Johnson work in the visitors dressing room Brendan Escott in the Oilers dressing room tonight, that was Roman Polak from the Dallas Stars they go right into Calgary tomorrow, Oilers back at it against the Kings on Thursday.
3: Well the Oilers will have a day off tomorrow to rest, uh, there's a number of players today who played a lot of minutes as Oiler, or as Ken Hitchcock's not afraid to play his, his best players as much as he can obviously with club bomb at 28 minutes but a, a chance for a retribution against the LA Kings, they lost a game there the other day, I'm not sure they were happy with the way the game turned after uh, the LA Kings kind of took it to them early. So, retribution, they have a chance to, to get put a little streak together right now.
2: We'll have that game for you on 6.30, Chet. Thursday, 5.30 for the Face Off Show. Puck drop at 7. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer. Thanks to Troy Bowler, our engineer here in Studio 99 at Rogers Place. Oilers Hockey presented by Osmond Auction. You've been listening to Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Oilers win it one zip in overtime. Have a great night.
0: 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad